Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi everybody, and welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. Uh, today I'm joined by uh, Kevin. Hey, Unfortunately, uh, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Travis isn't going to be here because he uh, didn't want to play the game. I guess I don't know. But he said his like shoulder hurts. So he hasn't play- been playing games recently, but I guess I, our, it's our assumption that he just didn't want to play this, and he doesn't want to play the. The next game we're doing because he doesn't like it very much, and that's fine. Yeah, uh, he's got this is what it is. One, this is like a four-hour little game that you can knock out in a night, you know. Yeah, it's not too bad. That well, I think maybe the thing for him was like he had to play like To the Moon, and then he had to play Bird Story, and then he had to play this. I mean, I guess you don't really need to play To the Moon, but it does help with the context of like. Well, they don't really explain how the machine works in this one, do they? No, all they all we know is that the 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 male doctor Neil has made some adjustments to it or something. Okay, yeah. So I guess they go more into that into the moon. So I guess that makes sense. But even then, I mean, not that big of a commitment compared to some of the other crap we do. Oh yeah, for sure. And the reason we want to do this is because <clears throat> it's a short game we can play and record real quick. Well, it takes us fucking three weeks to record something. Yeah. Shit. It's just hard to get. Well, you had like a power outage or something, and you. Yeah, there's like that winter storm that came through, and we had first I had a power outage, and then we didn't have internet. Like, so we got power back, and then we didn't have internet for a week, and it's like okay. And then we were supposed to do it last week, and then you fell asleep on the couch, and then yeah, a couple weeks ago, and then I got I got sick last weekend at, when I was at home, so I couldn't do it then. So it was just we've we've been ready to do this for a couple weeks now. It's just uh been. Get oh well, I mean, better late than never. So yeah, and the the other game we're playing is uh, the reason we're doing this is because that game is so long. Oh, for sure. Yeah. How long have you? How much? Uh, you're almost done with it, right? Yeah, I mean, my game time says seventy hours, but I did the other endings too. So first, so I probably oh, okay eighty eighty five. I mean, and I still gotta get. I just got the last character, which. <clears throat> Uh, the 12th character, which takes forever to get, because you got to do, like, the final dungeon four times, which is really only one time, like, one time, and there's a warped at the end at the, for the other three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but uh, it's just annoying. It, it's an annoying game. Like, 
It's one of those ones where, like, hey, if you want this platinum, you gotta waste your life. Like, you probably beat the game in like forty hours, maybe. But yeah, to get, but then you have to go back and do all the extra shit. Yeah, to get everything, and you have to like do the ending right, because uh, there's like one speed run that's only in one ending. Where if you don't do it, then you can't get the trophy. So it's it's kind of annoying if you're a trophy hunter. Yeah, Trius likes to do that dumb shit with their games, like the uh, the Infinite uh, Undiscovery one they have on the 360. There's a, a trophy, it's worth like one point or something, and it's to beat the Seraphic Gate on the highest uh, difficulty or something, but each time you, you have to beat the game to unlock the next difficulty, and the highest difficulty is like New Game Plus 9 or something, so you have to beat the game nine times to even uh, be able to get that trophy, and I think I think you like carry stuff over, but I can't remember. But like, it's still like you have to commit like nine plus game playthroughs to even fucking just get to where you need to go to get the, have, to have the opportunity to try to attempt to get that trophy. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, Jesus. Christ. <clears throat> this uh, exists archive trophy is gonna like platinum is gonna be like well actually I think it's like my whatever trophies I have now like they're my, the rarest ones I have. <laughs> so I got like I'm sure all the character trophy and like some of the other ones but to get skills like there's no like easy way to get skills you just have to fight in battles and eventually you get all the skills and but you got to get affection up and there's no like you don't know if you're getting affection up or not it just shows like a happy face or a heart or whatever so you're like i think it's getting better i don't know you don't know where you're at that's what sucks no game oh yeah not like the fucking trails games really at least tell you yeah. <clears throat> well, the trails are about... easy. It's like you do it and you get a heart or whatever. You oh, yeah. like there, But there's like levels or whatever, right? Like there you can tell like, oh, hey, I have to do like two more fucking. Uh, God damn it. What are they called? Like uh, like the extra scenes or whatever during the break times or whatever. And you also like towards the end of the game, there's always like um, a fair or like a dance or something where you can get like multiple hearts up in one person so so like beat like getting like you don't really have to do like two run-throughs of the game so yeah well even if you do you can there's like there's usually uh, like new game plus options right to like uh yeah new save, game plus. save that stuff and take it over yeah it's still it's like a hundred hour game <laughs> that's what that's ah, you know, like I, this is like 300 hour games in a row for me that's like I, that's why i just want to do some short stuff I did yeah, that makes sense. Trails of Cold Steel Four, then I did Cyberpunk, and then I did Exist. So, <laughs> so it's like three long games in a row. So, and then you're doing Lost Odyssey next. Is that poor bastard? Is that a long one too? Uh I'm pretty sure it is. It was like I think it's like three or four discs on the 360. Oh yeah. Oh well, I hope at least it's worth it. Uh, let's see. Main story is about sixty hours. Uh, main and extra is one hundred and one hours. Oh boy! I don't know if I count all the DLC and stuff. Gotcha. So yeah, so that's why we're doing a short game in between because there might be some time in between the podcasts. Probably do another short one. Maybe if we can figure something else out. I don't know if there's any other. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's something short we can find to play. Just so we get something out, and then <clears throat> um, Blaine and I've been doing uh, video games, and movie again. So we've been trying to get those out there. How's that been going? It's fine. I mean, I did, finally did Super, we did Super Mario, uh, which is pretty bad. 
And then yeah. And then we did this other movie called uh, I don't remember what it's called. It was like some crappy like Porky's nineteen eighties like joysticks or some shit. Joysticks. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like some Porky's knockoff, which is really bad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it has video games in it, so it counts. Well, it sounds like y'all are having fun with that. Uh, the next one we're gonna do Sonic though. That movie wasn't that bad. It was actually like watchable. That's the new one. Yeah, the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. Okay. It's decent. So. I'll take your word for it. I don't really plan on ever watching it. That was free on uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it was free. So what? Why not? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I've got like a, a list of things I've I want to watch that are a higher priority than that, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, well, I guess we've got that all out of the way. Like, well, I guess fuck it. We'll just keep shooting the shit a little bit until we actually get to the the breakdown of the show, or whatever. Like, so have you been playing anything else besides uh, like Exist Archive and this, or have you just been mainly focused on the game show, uh, the shows for the uh, games for the show? Well, I really wanted to get this game over this, so I've been putting some hour. Like, I've really been like digging into Exist. So I just want to get it over with, but it feels like it just keeps okay. going. But I did play Caller X. Caller Cross Malice, like a oh yeah, the visual novel thing. Visual novel, it was okay. I kind of like, I saw like, it's one of those ones where it's like you're, you're the main character and she's a, it's a girl and like, there's like different endings based on who you pick as like, the guy you're going after. Oh uh, okay. And it's like I've played those kind of games before. Where it's like okay, and then you have to do all of them to get to like. The final ending, you know what I mean? You have to beat it. Oh yeah, like do all the paths to unlock the like a yeah. perfect ending or whatever. So it's like by the time you get to the to the end of that game, it's like you feel weird because it's like you you like just experience like five different stories. So it's like I don't know how I feel about everyone anymore. Okay, I've seen like all sides of them, so kind of like I don't know. It takes away from the experience if you try and to just do all of it, like to get the good ending. I see. I, I don't like how they do it like that. I like if it's like. Each ending's unique, but it's not. It's like they're all kind of like bad endings until you get to the good one. You know, like their their endings are okay, but they're not as good as if you get the final final one. Okay, and that makes like, sense. And I I guess I've played too many of these games. I'm like, I knew who the bad guy was. Like I pr- I was pretty sure I knew who the bad guy was. Like in the beginning, I was like, oh, it's this guy. That's your kind of your best friend. <laughs> Oh shit! And he like disappears, and then like you never. But it's like there's a scene at the beginning of that game where <clears throat> you're talk like your character is talking about how you're all about justice and blah 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 blah, and the guy that catches you kind of says like that's why I caught you, but the only person that you know that you told that to is your friend. I'm like, it's, I wonder if it's my best friend that that's like your cop, like you like went through rookies or you know you went through the the. Uh, school together or whatever okay and it was <laughs> so i was a lot figures i mean he's like the like the top bad guy there's like another one that's like the red herring like that he he's like the boss of uh okay okay so yeah it's, it's funny how like all those uh types of narratives follow the same pretty much basic plot uh like threads or whatever like was it story beats yeah yeah so it's like yeah it's a it's a you know, the first time you see that twist, you're like, oh, that's cool. But then you're like, I've played something like this before. And I, you know, your your best friend wasn't really your best friend or your drinking buddy. Whoever it was. So Yeah. 
But, uh... That's that's one of the shitty things about like experiencing things though like because yeah. not a lot of things are very uh unique anymore so like you see something the first time you're like oh wow that was pretty awesome and then you see something similar and it's like uh okay i've kind of seen this before but then, like on your 10th viewing of something you're like fuck do people not have any original ideas anymore <laughs> and it's like it's really hard because uh like there's like i think i read somewhere there's like five or six like types of stories just like a hero story yeah, like tragedies comedies or whatever so you everybody repeats one of them unfortunately yeah that's the thing but, like comic books and all this other stuff it's like you know i play a lot of video games so i've seen a lot of these different types of story arcs you know yeah that's why i was so big on trails of cold steel it's like or trails in the sky because it's like they did something different that i've never seen before okay but that's really why I really got into that. It's like, man, this is like a unique spin on all the stuff. Like the whole Bracer Guild and all that kind of stuff. I, that's what I really, really got into was like the Bracer Guild because that was like a unique take. It's not like they're not the police. They're not like, you know, the army. They're like this other offshoot that, that this country needs, you know, to function because they got jurisdiction where the, the police doesn't or the army doesn't. And they can kind of do the things that, yeah, I don't know. That's why I, I, I got in that whole story. Whereas Cold Steel is like, part of that universe but it's not as good in my opinion because it's like a school type thing oh yeah it, that's where it, it kind of lost me because like it felt like slice of lifey and shit i'm like i really don't like that kind of genre yeah. so it was hard for me more difficult for me to get into that than something that's more like classically adventure story yeah so that's, that's why I like the but, sky games way better and the only, like they were so good that it kind of bled into cold steel and all that and by the end of four, I'm like, you know, this is okay. It needs to be done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I read a lot of things about Crossbell. Like I've watched Crossbell, but it's not the same as playing through it, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people love that because, because it's like a small like group. Whereas like Cold Steel, you know, you got characters from every game, so it's like 50 characters you can play as. So oh yeah. It, it kind of loses its like luster at that point. You're like. The uniqueness of it like you don't get as deep into these characters which you're already supposed to be deep into these characters but yeah it's just open. it's just like you know it's like you have like a dessert and you have too much dessert and then your stomach hurts you know it's like over it's overkill at that point oh for sure yeah because you, you only have so much screen time to devote to every character and then like you give the the player like the option to like romance people and that just fucking further throws a wrench in things because then you don't have the capability to actually develop a yeah like a plot with that in mind it's just uh extraneous shit that you throw on top and it's all gone by the next game because you can just remake different choices and it's like okay yeah and that's why i like sky better too because there's no like love choice it's like you know estelle and joshua and then yeah that was the arc and it's unique and then with with reen it's like everyone wants reen's nuts and that's what you know uh <laughs> Well, that's what Travis hates because it's like so annoying. It's like it's not it's not realistic, you know. No, definitely not. It's so it, it can. I know it's a video game. It's not realistic, but it takes you out of like, um, the moment. Sometimes you're like, oh, okay, this is a video game trope type thing, and that takes you out of the the immersion. Where like I got so immersed in that first, those first two games, like I I couldn't stop playing, you know. And I love like it's so rare you get the, like as much as I've played. Uh, it's so rare to get that. So it is. It's definitely def definitely difficult to find that magic. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's, I noticed it's like it's been a trend like last decade or something like that, maybe even longer. Like with a lot of Japanese games, that it's just like oh, they sell, you sell a lot more games when your main character has a fucking harem. Like yeah. okay, you got a choice. Great. To pick. I get it. Like I get it, but that kind of uh, waters down your story. It doesn't make it as hit as hard. Definitely. Like, could you imagine if this game had a fucking harem in it? <laughs> Like, uh, not just one, but 20 uh, characters that will... I, I guess we'll spoil it. We'll spoil it right now. Uh, so this... Uh, I know there's a spoiler pre-warning or whatever, but uh, the big plot twist hook is that uh, one of the characters is an imaginary friend. So, like, can you imagine if this dude had, like, 20 imaginary friends and he was trying to woo them all at the same time and you got to pick which one? It's like, okay, what the fuck's the point? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right, well, uh, I guess we'll get into the actual the game that we, we played. Um, so this is, uh, we're going to be talking about Bird Story as well as Finding Paradise. Um, so these are like the, I guess, the third and the fifth games in the series that uh, has pretty much all been done as, a, I think, a solo passion project by Khan Gao. They're like, he might have had some help from other people with some other stuff, but I think... Like he's like the main guy responsible for everything here. What's the um, first game? Is we miss one? Well, there's like so, uh, like you're saying pre-show. Like there's so there's to the moon, and then you got like a Sigmund side story thing. Yeah. And then you have uh, a bird story, and then you have a second Sigmund uh, side story, and then you have oh. Finding Paradise. Okay, because I did those Sigmund things all at once. I thought it was like all considered to the moon. Well, I mean, I assume it's uh, assume it's that order because the credits for Finding Paradise say uh, like "Thanks for playing the game." You mean it means so much to me. And then it lists like a checkmark box with Finding Paradise, and then it has the other four uh, like fall from the top of the screen down. All of those with checkboxes next to them, and like they're they're in order of uh, to the moon, this first segment thing, a bird story, the second segment thing, and then this one. Oh, okay. so that's why I assumed they were in that order. But I guess probably, maybe it's irrelevant. How they, he released it, but I played when I played Bird Story, those were already released, so I just did them all at once. And then I didn't do Bird Story because it was like not part of that universe. I thought it was just a separate thing, which yeah, he tied in later with Finding Paradise, which we didn't we didn't know was going to happen. I guess I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, well, I didn't know either. I, I didn't follow the stuff very closely. Yeah. Um, but so like the premise for these these games is that uh. You control these two scientists from the Sigmund uh, Laboratory Business Corporation thing. And what they do is they visit uh, like sick and dying people, generally old people. And they, uh, if they have any like regrets in their life or they want a different life before they die, they kind of hook up this computer system to them. And they delve into their memories. And they change the little, like they learn about the person and they change little things to give them what they want. So in the first game, the guy wanted to go to the moon, uh, like he wanted that—that that was like his wish. But like yeah. you find out in the he, course of the game, like that he didn't want to actually be a fucking astronaut. Like yeah. he like had a childhood love or something like that. And uh, like they—they—it's they, been like four years since I played this shit. But something about like uh, like he wanted to see her again, and that was what uh, like his wish was because like her. There's something about they shared with something with the moon or something. Yeah, there was and the fuck. Their, their meeting spot was on this like cliff and it had like a good like view of the moon and yeah that's where they would meet and 
when he said, I'll see you, I'll take you to the moon or something like that, he meant to their spot. And yeah. I think what happened, I think in the first game, if I recall, like he got into a comatose state before the doctors could talk to him and figure out what he really wanted. So they had to go through his memories and figure it out that way. Well, yeah, and like the contract was to go to the moon, and uh, one of the doctors was like, one of the, they figured it out, like, no, he wants this girl. And the other doctor's like, well, the contract says to the moon. So, uh, like, that one is going out of their way to make it so that he's a fucking astronaut or whatever. And the other guy, other person's trying to stop them, and they fail. And well, he ends kinda, up being an astronaut going to the moon. Does both. He gets the girl as an astronaut, right? Uh, I honestly I don't remember. All I remember is like the ending scene of him going on a fucking rocket to the moon. <laughs> but I think he got like, the girl, and he, I think they like tied it together where they did both. But it wasn't what he really, really wanted. It's like yeah, and it's like that's his final memory, and that's what he thinks his life was because then he dies. So it's kind yeah. of like uh, ethical things. Like, do we do the right thing? And I maybe that's what the that his project is. He saves the guy's consciousness or something. Mm, maybe maybe that's what he's doing i don't know like saving all these people like giving them like a, a utopia to live in or some bullshit yeah like he saves their okay that's just speculation i'm not sure maybe that that's yeah but well, you'd have a, a closer uh like idea than me because I, I haven't played those sipping side story things which I, which i guess is where they touch upon this stuff yep huh so the first part, the first thing is like a bird story, which uh, you're playing as the dying guy, Colin, uh, as a child. And uh, he basically, it's him. He find like he's, it's like, no, there's no words in the whole game. There's no like text at all. It's just kind of you, you play the game and you, through actions, you see what happens and like little does it put like exclamation points or little emojis, right? Or am I... Yeah. And when uh, shit happens, like. And like his parents are never home is what you get the idea. Like they're always on a trip or out of like I don't know. They don't explain it, but he, he's. Like, I assume alone. they. I assume they worked late or something. Like they worked all the time, yeah. and he like was left. He was left home alone. He had no friends. He was probably bullied, and shit. And then he uh, he saves his bird from being eaten by a badger or something like that. And takes it home and like tries to nurse it back to health. But then he realizes that he can't help. Uh, so he takes it to a vet, and the vet tries to keep the bird to rehab rehabilitate it. But he kidnaps it, takes it home, and then like he develops a friendship with this bird because that's the only creature that he has in his life. Like his even his parents like they'll come home and like kiss him goodnight and shit or whatever like when he's already sleeping in bed but then they'll be gone in the morning before he wakes up uh so like the only creature he's got that gives him any kind of attention at all that's positive is his bird and uh like as you're playing the game and like and i say playing like loosely like with quotes because like it's it's like almost worse than a walking simulator it's yeah. like it should have just been a visual novel uh but you uh like are experiencing everything like in this like fever dream almost like i couldn't like tell blend of reality what? slash like his his brain like you're be flying on a paper airplane or like the school in the like outside like there's like a they come, come like trees out. growing out of lockers and shit yeah yeah and like you one point you jump off a balcony with an umbrella and you just float down 
and land on the ground. And then like suddenly you're walking in a forest. It's like, okay. So yeah, you're, all, I mean, you're just like, where is this going? And it, it really doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, like, like he, he, he like develops this relationship with the bird. And like some part of him realizes that he, in order for the bird to get better, he's got to take it back to the vet. And then he tries to do that. But then like he gets like all this trauma and like PTSD and stuff he has, like makes him afraid of losing his only friend. So he like stops and takes the bird back home. Uh, and then like one day, I guess it gets better and just like leaves him well, he gets really yeah, depressed. He like takes it to school and he gets like friends because the bird like is with him. Right. Well, yeah, and, like, the teacher sees that and then calls the vet or something. Yeah. But, like, somehow, like, between then and the ending, like, he, you're in some fucking dream where he's trying to find the bird a new nest somewhere. And so, like, you're flying on a paper airplane to all these different, like, continents and seeing random trees with the birds that already have nests there. And then you go back home. And then some time later, like, the bird's just gone. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, uh, you get back on the paper airplane, and, like, a thunderstorm happens, and, like, the paper airplane, like, disintegrates in the uh, little tiny scraps of paper. Yeah. And the bird's gone, and he's, like, depressed. And then, like, the end of the game is, like, he goes back on his balcony, and two birds come to the balcony. Like, one's the bird he was nursing back to health, and the other one's, I guess, his new mate, or her mate, whatever it is. Um, and, like, I can't remember if, like, the bird gives him something. I think he gives them a piece of paper or some shit. Like a paper airplane, a tiny one. Well, he used and to then, throw the paper airplane and the bird would bring it back. Yeah. So, and then, like, the birds leave and he's like, okay, I'm alone again. No, so that's it. Like, I think. Yeah. So you're like, what the okay. fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. And then like, at the end, it's, it's like, like stay, stay tuned for Finding Paradise. So it's like, basically, all that game was is like a hype up for the next. Uh, installment of the you know the mainline series it was like kind of it's kind of like a cthulhu saves christmas thing where like the guy's like i need some money i gotta put a game out and sell it to people yeah uh, so he probably used assets from like when he was like using for paradise to make it a side game real quick yeah but i mean i get it but the only thing i don't like i mean i don't it's a boring game it's not it's not worth your time like basically if you just listen to us you can play finding paradise and be fine yeah but it does give you some like kind of background on the character that you're going into so you have a little bit of like knowledge you know like when you're playing the fighting paradise but it's just so boring and they don't really even touch on it you're like when are they gonna bring up the bird and they like say it yeah. once or twice i'm like what like they don't even bring up the bird like they just played a whole hour yeah. with the bird well, yeah, like pretty much like all you need to know about a bird story is that he finds a bird, saves it, and then becomes friends, and they he doesn't have a bird anymore. And then you're perfectly fine to go into Finding Paradise. Like, that's it. That's all you need to know. Uh, so, yeah, like it was like the, well, the, like they hint at the bird in Finding Paradise a little bit, but like it's not ever stated. So it's never like really confirmed uh, like that the, that the imaginary friend is the bird or not. But yeah, that's what we respect. I guess man. so. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll just. I mean, I don't know. You want to rate the fucking bird story like real quick? Like, gameplay is one. There was no gameplay really. Uh, like, visuals were like a three, I guess. It looked all right. 
like the music maybe at four because like it was good but like nothing i like really listen to anymore uh the plot probably give it a, a one and a half i guess because it's just kind of whatever <laughs> yeah it, it's not really worth grading it's just it is it's just like i don't know it's like a commercial it's like an hour yeah it's like a commercial it's it's okay it's it's if you really really love this guy go ahead and play it but it's not uh how much I mean, like, yeah, it's it like five bucks or something yeah something like that and I, i'm sure somebody out there played it and they cried so at some point because they thought it was beautiful or something and like i i can appreciate that that's a possibility but uh i think for the most people out there they'll just be like did i just pay five bucks for this <laughs> yeah i would have rather went to taco bell and got a couple tacos or something for this five bucks the way i look at it is like i'm supporting this guy that's what it's like it's like hey i'm not just giving him money I'm, he actually at least put something out for five bucks yeah know? Like, hey, at least I'm getting something for it, even if it's not really that great. Um, I'd rather support this guy because he has some really unique ideas in the mainline stuff, and I really, really like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's how I, you know, made it okay in my mind. Fair enough. <sighs> All right. Uh, well, let's get into the uh, game proper, Finding Paradise. Um so as usual with our show, we talk about uh, was it six different uh, topics. We do gameplay, story, visuals, music, uh, overall experience, and then replayability or extra content. Uh, we typically do a grading scale from one to five. Um, we do allow half points because I ruined that whole thing earlier, early on into the show's, uh, I guess, lifespan. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just jump right in then. Uh, gameplay. Uh, was there anything that you liked about the gameplay? Because it was really just uh, like walk around, click on shit. Like pretty much an extension from the first one. Though, though I do think they added some puzzles in this, like doing the memory, uh, like having to start the memories up before you could actually like use them. Uh, like with that, like uh, was it was a five by five grid oh, thing that you yeah, can move yeah, the yeah. chart the shards around? I don't remember that being in the first one, but it's been a long time. I forgot about yeah. It wasn't like I mean, it wasn't that hard to figure out. Those easy puzzles, so it wasn't yeah. It wasn't like anything like I don't know. It was more I was more annoyed by. It. I'm like, oh, another one of these things. All right, give me. I can agree with that. I'm like, it wasn't like fun. So I guess it wasn't a good addition to me. I rather just keep going with the the plot. So I mean, it was okay. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, you you use your arrow keys. You hit. It's like a Nintendo like game where you hit A or B. Like there's not like much to it. Um, and then towards the end, there's a couple of battles you get you get to do. But and those are actually kind of fun and unique and funny. So at least that had like so, like towards the end, like it's kind of all like uh, backloaded. So you're gonna be playing for like three hours and get kind of bored. And then the last hours where everything kind of starts hitting you. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, it's just you, you got to collect like, um, so each, so to get to the, there's like a certain memory point you got to get to, to find, figure out what this guy needs. Cause of course they lost the papers again. So yeah, they lost, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sitcom. fucking useless. It's, it's like three's company and there's something wrong every episode, but I mean, I guess they go into it like it's not like every time. It's just the the games that we're playing, 
are the unique ones. So yeah, um, there's other there's other like, they do these like every day. The the uh, the doctors Neil and what's the other girl Eva 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 whatever you want to say Eva yeah Rosalind or some shit. So they uh, they give these people their dying wishes and um, but you have to collect like five objects to go back in time to like the next memory point and then you keep doing. Oh. It's not always five. Like it depends. I, I guess like the the way they do it in the the plot is like the the earlier the memory you're going into, uh, like there's like the stronger uh, the memory is. So or I guess the most recent. So like when they're old, the memories are like fresh, and you don't need as much of the memory like sphere things to trigger the next step to go backwards. Uh, but like the further you go back and back and back, the more you need because like the memories are uh, like. Like they're old, so it's hard to, like they're more fragmented or whatever the fuck it is. Um, so you collect all the memory fragment things, and you keep going back and back and back. In a in a normal, uh, quote unquote, like patient, you start from how old they are, uh, at that point, and you kind of go back like five years or something like that every time. Yeah. Uh, until they're like a child, uh, until like their earliest memory. And then, you can, um, and then like basically they rewrite your memory from there to make your life how you wanted it but they have to like yeah. keep going back first to establish the point when they when you make a choice because um, it has to be based like if it's not realistic in your brain figure like you basically like they have to trick your brain into thinking that this really happened but and if you just do it in the middle and they of made life, the choice themselves too yeah if you do it in the middle of your life then your brain's gonna be like this is fake and it won't work so that's why they got to start in the, in the, at the old age. But this one, for some reason, they started at the old age and then they kicked them all the way back to as a kid. But right after that, they, they didn't go back far enough to the bird. That's where I thought the bird was going to happen, and it didn't. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's basically well. game, that's basically gameplay. <laughs> Uh, towards the end, there's some battles you gotta fight, uh, which we already spoil against the uh, imaginary friend. Um, but uh, other than that, there's it's basically like a uh, visual novel that you you get to move a character around and kind of click on things. Point and click. It's, it's a point and click game, I guess. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it has like the same level of I guess depth as like a. Uh... Aegis Rim, the 13 Sentinels. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, it's... Right. it's uh, It doesn't have like, as, as high of a production value, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's... Yeah. It's, and it's more it's more of a cohesive thing, whereas opposed to like the 13 Sentinels thing was more of a like... Uh, uh, time loopy thing. I hate... But yeah. I'm, I'm so over games where it's like... Here's the beginning, or you start at the end, and then you go back to the beginning and retell it from the beginning, and then you keep jumping back and forth to get to the middle. I'm like, just start at the beginning and get to the end. Like, I hate the whole. Yeah. I I don't. I'm so over that kind of like. Let me tell you how I got here. You know, where it's like three quarters of the way through the movie when you start. Yeah. So. Like that can be done very well if if it's like a, a very interesting event happening. But yeah. more often than not, it's just something fucking banal, and you're like, okay, oh, we're actually going to start the, the story now. Cool. Great. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Uh, 
So what are you going to give gameplay, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half because at the end it was actually, that some good, raised it at least a point for me where it was like, I okay. and I, it was actually like a battle that you had to figure out. It wasn't like you just have to button mash. You had to like do some stuff in a certain order. So I guess, I guess I can talk, we can talk about, kind of talk about pre-show. There's like a battle, a final battle where you get your ass kicked all the time and you can just forfeit and just move on with the story. Which is what Nick did. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, so like, to give you some context, um, in the in the in the course of the plot, uh, like this imaginary friend has taken over, and she's trying to kick everybody out, and she kind of succeeds with one of the characters, but the other character stays, and he's trying to like fix everything, uh, and he's a bit of a like a fucking gamer, loser loser nerd dude. Um, and me, so, like, he's whoever's listening. What's that? I said, like, you or me, or whoever's listening. Yeah, pretty much. Like, fucking weeb, like, likes Dragon Ball Z and all kinds of shit, whatever. <laughs> um, and so, like, he's like changed the machine, uh, to do like his own custom, uh, things with it. And he likes video games, so he's put some like video game shit in here. And so, like, you do like a a couple of different like encounters with his imaginary friend. One of them is a uh, like a two D fighter thing, like Mortal Kombat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, one is a turn based RPG format, um, and the last one is yeah, like a shooter, uh, like a, a shoot 'em up. Yeah, like you're playing. Uh, like shoot 'em up. Yeah. Uh, so think like uh, like R type or something, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the, so the first time you're doing these, uh, you lose because she has like all the power. Uh, but uh, then later on, Ava like gives the main character or the the patient a sedative, and uh, the imaginary friend loses uh, some of her power, and you can fight back. And so you you beat her in the to shoot him up. You beat her in the fight. Uh, then you get to like the RPG thing, and. Uh, like she just she just shat on me still, so I was like, oh, okay, I guess you're supposed to lose this one because like she's getting her power back. Okay, cool, and it forfeited. But as uh, I guess Kevin will tell you, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's like some uh, when you're fighting her, he has like uh, I can't remember what the attacks are called, but one of them is throw a shoe. So you're like, what the hell is throw a shoe? Like, what? It's just weird. Another one's like a tornado attack or something like that. <clears throat> so the first time I, I fought her, like I, I, I was like, you get the life down just enough. You're like, I feel like I could beat her. So you can keep replaying the, the battle if you lose, <clears throat> or you can forfeit. And then there's an attack where she like, you're like imagine like the pet dog the, uh, what's his name, Colin. Colin. Colin had like, he had a little stuffed animal dog where she attacks you with like a whole bunch of those dogs. Well, if you throw the shoe after the dogs attack you, the dog one of the dogs comes back and grabs the shoe and then starts fighting on your side. And then like shoots the laser he has like a nose laser and some other like attacks which are way more powerful than your attacks and that's how you can beat her. That's very cool. That's kind of a little unique thing. After all that yep. just hitting A type thing. <laughs> um I guess the moral of the story is uh don't quit 
Yeah, like, winners never quit. I'm like, oh, there's gotta be a way. And I, I, I was really close to just like googling it, but like, oh, I'm gonna try just another battle and just mix it up a little bit, see what happens. Fair enough. I got lucky because yeah. I threw the shoe after she did the dog. I just got lucky. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I had done the shoe at any other point, like except for the very first attack, I probably would have figured it out. Yeah. But like, I did the shoe as the first attack, and it did like one damage maybe. Like, it didn't move her bar at all. I was like, okay, so that's a joke move. Got it. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. You think it's a joke move, but actually, it's the one that helps you win. Yeah. So. Oops. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I mean, all that being said, like, I guess I'll give it a two. Uh, because like it was just like basic gameplay, and I didn't have that fun little thing at the end. Uh, but for the most most part, like I felt like it could have been done just fine as a visual novel. Yeah. Uh, all right, so time for our first musical break. Um, as is the usual course of events now, uh, we're probably going to have it be the main theme uh, in honor of Brent. Um, does this have like a title or anything? Or is it just main theme? Uh, there's like two main themes. <clears throat> um, it is, is called trailer theme and title theme. So I think we're going to do the trailer theme unless you have a opinion. Nah, it uh, doesn't, doesn't matter to me anyway. Trailer theme it is. All right, so that was the trailer theme. Uh, not too bad. As you probably will be able to tell, a lot of these songs sound very similar. So What's hopefully that? I can mix it up a little bit that with was my the pick. First one, so they probably don't know yet. Well, they'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so uh, story. Um, I guess this is uh, the part where everybody skips. So just, uh, just fast forward. 
What's that? Who says they skip it? Oh, they're like, I just get shit all the time because I fucking drone on and on about the story shit. So I'll try to make it as, as, as exciting yeah. as I possibly can. This is my favorite part. I like when you tell those stories. Okay. Well, uh, at least somebody appreciated it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole reason, like, you and... I started listening to the whole thing. I like your breakdowns and you remember stuff like that. And like, I want, like, I always wanted to talk to you about it. And then I never got, like, you know, I did it on message boards and stuff, but. Oh shit. Okay. Well, that's cool. Like that's strange for me. Cause I assumed everybody just listened to the show for Brent, but I do, I do appreciate that. Thank well, you, man. I did for, like I did for Brent too, but like you guys, I like the combo. So fair enough. All right. Uh, so the, the plot here in this game, um, you start off as the two scientists, uh, and you're going to your patient's house uh, to start your your whole thing. Um, and like the first like memorable moment, uh, like decision you get to make in the game is this little girls getting bullied, and you can uh, either, I presumably, uh, be nice to the bullying kid, or you can be an asshole, which is what I did. Like I took the girl, so the little girl has a doll, and the bigger girl like threw her doll into the pond. And the big girl has a doll herself. And uh, I made my characters take her doll and throw it into the pond, too. And be like, yeah, how do you like that shit? Uh, did you make the same decision? Or, or were you nice? Uh, I didn't I didn't know there was, like, an option. So I just picked Neil, and he did that. I think if you pick oh. Eva, she doesn't. I don't know. I did, But, yeah, I picked Neil, too. And I was like, eh, I don't care about going back. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's fine. Uh, I just w was curious if we would have a different perspective. I'm, so I'm wondering how many times we picked the same option now. Okay, uh, so yeah, you do that. The like the little girl is really happy because the the big bully is finally getting her just desserts and everything's great with the world. Uh, so you make your way into the building. Uh, you get up to the uh, patient's room and he's in the bed dying. Uh, um, and you first you notice that the relatives. Uh, the wife and the son aren't, aren't very happy that you're there, especially the wife. Um, and uh, you come to find out later that it, that's because they are afraid that their uh, their loved one is just going to erase them from their lives. Uh, but that's not the case, because uh, we find out later that the main character just uh, wanted to be happy, but he wanted everything in his life to stay the same. Uh, and that kind of throws everybody for a loop because they're like, the whole point is for us to change shit. What the hell is going on? Um, so you get everything set up, uh, and then you go into the guy's brain, and everything kind of proceeds like normal, where you meet uh, the old version of Colin, like right before he became comatose or whatever he, he's doing. Uh, and he kind of talks to you about like what his wishes are and his plans are because like you don't have paperwork, so you have no idea what the hell he wants um there's also i don't remember if this is where like you uh neil calls the other lab tech and it's like hey can you bring us the paperwork because i feel like that happened and that's also when she like kind of sneaks sneaks into his office and finds the hidden yeah uh, it's right around there the well so i guess uh there's like the original uh piece of equipment the helmet thing and Neil has built his own version of it. Very modified. That he's, yeah, there's something. He's done something, and he's that's the one that the main characters are using to go into this person's brain. Uh, that creates some things that happen later on that we'll touch on later. But um, 
you get in there and you uh, you find the memory fragments for the first memory and you kind of uh, do things. Uh, normally, everything seems to be going fine. You go into the next memory and you're like at the very beginning of his life where he's a, a little kid. And uh, the main character's like, what the hell is going on? This has never happened before. Uh, is there a glitch in the machine? Like, did something... Did you mess up something with your calibrations? And uh, the, the lab tech guy, Neil, is like, no, no, this is it's probably just an anomaly, whatever. Don't worry about it. So the whole, pretty much the whole game, he's being really sketchy about this machine. Um, and they don't really touch on like what the fuck he did. Besides making some like custom modifications. Uh, but uh, the, the two characters kind of go back and forth. Uh, you learn, like, they go from uh, old to young to old to young to old to young to old to young again. Uh, and you gradually learn, like, this guy uh, plays cello with his wife, who plays piano. Uh, he had a kid. Uh, he used to have this best friend as a child, uh, who was this girl that lived across the, uh, I guess, the high-rise from him, like, on a different balcony in a different apartment complex. Um, and, like, they kind of hint towards, like, maybe there is... Uh, like that's his regret. He's he's not happy because he didn't fall in love with this girl and get married to her or whatever. Um, but as you slowly kind of go through and work your way through the game, uh, like you start noticing like weird shit happening. Like this girl, uh, like and they're out, like they'll be out together, and this girl will uh, like jump into fucking bushes and shit. And uh, main character's like, you can't be doing this kind of stuff. Like you don't leave me. I, I don't want to do things by myself. Um, but and no one, gradually, no one ever interacts with her, right? I think that's kind of yeah. That's kind of where I was like getting suspicious. I'm like, no one says anything to this girl, so it's like, is this a real person or is it like, a, yeah? That's when I started like started thinking about it like that. Like it's really weird. Like cause, like the first one of the first things you see with her is like uh, they're talking on the balcony, and then these people come out on the balcony, and she like runs inside. Yeah, and he runs like back in his house, and it's like okay, that was kind of weird, right? Like they're like I guess they like he's trying to lead you into thinking that maybe she's abused or something in the house <laughs> with her family. That gets... uh, what's that? I said I guess I think yeah, that's what they're alluding to, or make you want to allude to, and that yeah, like she's like his like love interest eventually, or. That's what it's like alluding to, or makes makes you yeah. think that oh this 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 is what this is what like they make you think it's something basic, but then it becomes more complicated as you yeah like it's a trope thing, but then it be, it evolves into something very very unique. So uh, eventually, as you play through the game, like you experience this guy's life, and you see where like he's had disappointments uh, and regrets, like everybody does, and. Uh, but everything's kind of going along fine until you get to this one point where, uh, like the program like crashes, and the character's like, "What the hell is going on? Uh, why can't we proceed?" Like, because they can't find a memory. Like, they're looking for one memory cord. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, like, they're looking for this last memory cord, and they can't find it. So uh, Faye, at this right? point, what's that? It's the memory where he says goodbye to Faye. Basically, like he knows, like he has to move on with his life. Um, and he has a girlfriend and he thinks he's going to marry her and that that's where Faye's like, yeah, you have to, you're going to leave me or something like that. And that, that's where the memory, like where she takes over at that point, basically. 
Uh, yeah, because like they're at the the airport, and he's sitting on the curb or something. She's the one that encourages like, him to like fly because he's talking about wanting to be a pilot, and she encourages him, which is really him encouraging himself. <laughs> so. Yeah, and like he can't play the cello very well, and so she practices like playing guitar with him. Uh, he's like, "I'll play the scales," and she's like, "I'll do an accompaniment for you." And she plays the accompaniment, but like he's really just playing it to himself, kind of in his head or whatever. Uh. So, yeah, like, going back and, like, watching all that shit kind of makes sense. Because, like, at the end of the game, they kind of do flashbacks and show you, like, all the times he's, like, he thought he was with the girl, but he's by himself, doing shit by himself. And it makes some of that stuff look really weird. Because, like, there's one point where he gives the imaginary girl a piggyback ride. So, like, it's just him giving nobody a piggyback ride. Uh, It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, But, so, um, when this stuff starts, like, going wrong, uh, Neil also has, like, a like a headache or something i'm I'm not sure what like what happens to him but like the screen flashes red and he looks like he's hurt and he's like uh i gotta go out and do some paperwork so he leaves ava in there to try to find the last memory uh he goes out to the car to get medication because i guess he's got some kind of health issue um and all the way down oh there's also been a a book so in uh, a bird story like the main character had this book that he uh like turned into a paper airplane or something like a big fucking paper airplane um and it was blank uh in this game and everybody finds the book and it's just empty and nobody's like what the hell is going on like why is there just this empty book laying around uh but uh when neil goes out to the car to get the medicine he runs into the little girl that he uh helped out before and she says uh that she wants to return colin's lemon juice that uh she used to write secret secret messages with and that's when uh, Neil gets a hint that, oh, maybe that book that has blank pages in it isn't blank at all. It's actually a book full of secret messages or whatever. Um, so you get the, he gets medicine, he goes back inside the dream world, whatever, of Colin, and Ava's gone. And so he looks around the area to try to find the last clue, to try to find Ava, uh, can't find shit. And then Faye shows up, uh, she like pretends to be a ghost and uh, tries to get him to leave. Um, and then this is, like, where the, the game starts actually, like, getting interesting. Yeah. Because up until this point, she's kind of, like, back and forth, back and forth with, like, this dude's story. And it's just kind of like, okay, pretty humdrum. Yeah. Uh, but then it starts getting really interesting here. Um, and you kind of uh, go into this, like, extra code that uh, Neil added to the system. And, like, you're in this uh, memory, like, database linking thing, uh, which also becomes a little puzzle later on where you have to connect all the different memory fragments you found from each of the different uh, time periods and, like, make one cohesive, like, path uh, tying everything together or whatever. Uh, What's that? You did in the first, you had to do that in the first game where you connected them all. Did you really? Okay, because I don't remember. It looks familiar. I'm like, I think they did this in the first game, but you had to, like, you had to do it in the first game. This one, you don't actually ever have to do it. Uh, yeah, you do. I feel like you do because you fight uh, Faye, you and never it, it, I guess. We, you never finish it. We, uh, well, you do it as Ava. So as Neil, like, you just fight Faye, but then when you're Ava. Uh, in her floating head, she she's the one because like the whole world's shaking or whatever. So she, uh, 
connects all the memories together. And that, I guess that stabilizes things for a little bit and allows... Uh, well, well, jumping ahead, jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. But uh, Neil uh, is looking for Ava. He goes through all these different uh, time periods, and every time he runs into... Uh, uh, every time he goes to this, one of the new time periods, he runs into Faye. And she kicks him out like the first three times of each memory and says, like, you're not, you're not wanted here. Colin changed his mind. He doesn't want you to change anything. Uh, and the whole time, like, they've been delving through these memories. They've been talking shit about Faye. Like, oh, I bet she's the reason thing we're going to have to fix. We're going to have to remove her so he'll be happy. Um, basically, and the whole time, like, 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 she's... The, the imaginary friend's, like, self-preservation. Like, trying to preserve herself, really. It's what, what really, it's what's happening. Because she doesn't yeah. want to be deleted. Because I think, but that's not what Colin wanted anyways. He wanted to make her real. Well, yeah, he wanted to see her again. Because, like, he said, uh, like, when she left, like, they have a whole, like, cutscene dedicated to this. Like, she's like, you're too old now. You can't be living in this dream world with me. You have to, like, go out and experience life. Like, there's going to be times where you're disappointed. There's going to be times where uh, things are going to be amazing and happy and wonderful. Uh, but you can't experience anything like that when you're stuck here with me. Because uh, at the time they were up on the mountain, uh, where the him and his little bird friend would hang out. Yeah. In the past, like that's his new hangout spot. And uh, so, like, he finally like lets her go. But they agree that sometime in the future she'll come back and he'll be able to tell her about all the things uh, like that happened in his life. Uh, so, like, the whole point of the game uh, of him wanting the the two scientists to go in and fix, uh, like, make him happy is, like, they wanted him, uh, or he wanted them to be able to bring Faye back uh, because she never popped back up before he died. Right. Uh, or he got too sick. So that was... was that? Before he got too sick, because he's not dead, he's just on death's door, basically. Uh, I mean, I thought he was, like, in a coma or some shit, like... Because he was in the bed the whole time. Yeah, but he's not dead. And like, well, no, like he can't be dead because otherwise they wouldn't be able to do the yeah. procedure. But he's like there. He's like he got. He's like this is his last night on Earth, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um. So eventually, uh, Ava sedates Colin so that uh, she can like shut down his brain processes a little bit and. It's kind of like a Hail Mary to say maybe this will stop Faye from fucking shit up. And it kind of works. Because uh, this is where like the whole combat scene stuff happens where you fight Faye like six times and eventually you win. Uh, Ava comes back in um, and Faye runs away, but Neil chases her and they come to an agreement where he gets uh, the last memory piece they need and he agrees like to not erase her or something. Well, he gives like her control. It, it's not really. What's that? He gives Faye control of the machine. Well, not yet, like because they they go back to the airport and he chases her, and she's like, "Well, you you win. I don't have any power anymore. D just go ahead and delete me." He's like, well, "No, we could come to a compromise. I I just want the memory fragment thing, and you can, uh, you can help in your own way to save Colin or whatever." Okay. And so, uh. You kind of like you fit, like you get the memory sorted with this last memory fragment you need, um, and you kind of start uh, working through some memory stuff. But at this time, that like, Colin's like crashing, like he's dying, so the world's falling apart. Um, 
and like Faye slowly getting her powers back because the sedations wearing off, and uh, they like some stuff happens and you like fuck around like and you revisit like old memories, but you have like new uh, like context for everything. Like all the times like Faye was talking to Colin, like you understand like she's talking about like he has to be like she can't stay forever. He has to grow up uh, and like do all the stuff like by himself. Um, and so like she's telling the stuff to Neil because Neil's the one that's trustworthy. And he's like, all right, all right, I understand. You're the only one that can help him. That's fine. Um, and they're at the point where like they have like maybe five minutes or something before Colin dies. And they're like, fuck, we haven't done. We haven't fulfilled our contract. We haven't changed anything. We haven't made him happy. Right. And uh, this is when. Uh, Neil just gives control over to Faye because he's like, what's the worst that can happen? She either uh, she fixes it or she doesn't. And she is his like him, like his mental process. Right. And if they tied uh, that to the mental, like that part of the mental process to the machine, it could operate like uh, they said something like 100 million times faster than they could possibly even wish, like ever do the thing, the thing themselves. So they're like, we'll just kind of leave it to the to Colin to, to get make himself happy and they bail out and they show Colin dying and everybody's sad uh and they kind of like cut back into his inner world and they show Faye like fixing everything kind of like she just she doesn't change anything she just like shows up at the very end of the like one of his last memories and pops up finally and she's like hey long time no see you don't have we don't have much time but tell me about your life kind of thing well and she goes i was there the whole time right well yeah like well because like she's part of him so yeah. like she was there all the time but she just wasn't manifested like the way he wanted her to be or whatever right uh so like she knew everything and i guess the whole like their agreement was that like they would talk like old friends or whatever but that never happened because he i guess got busy with life or got old or something and he just never like was able to manifest her again like he did when she was a, when he was a kid right um i guess it's like all he wanted so that's what she did for him um and then he passed away uh and then at this time like during kind of like the end scenes uh neil uh like gets a lighter and uh like heats up the pages of the, the notebook and you see all of the hidden messages pop up and I think most of them are written about Faye, like his imaginary friend. That's why he was hiding them. Well, I think he was writing as the perspective that he was Faye, and that was him writing in the book. Like whatever, whatever yeah, Faye was, was saying was like him writing that in the book as her interacting with him. Yeah. And that was that was all of his like, uh, I guess, the motivational stuff to like to the, whatever he needed to hear to be a pilot, whatever he needed to hear to go to the concert hall and join the the concert team which is where he met his uh future wife and like all that stuff so uh it was an interesting like narrative especially at the end and i don't know like i don't know what happened but like because i was like i was fine through the story and then like i closed the game out and then nicole was like are you done and then just something hit me and i started crying <laughs> so like, I don't know if that's like a good or a bad thing, uh, but it was a very—I I felt like it was a very touching and enjoyable story. 
Well, I think it talks about being alone. Like, everyone feels alone. You know? Yeah. And he hits on that, like, even if you would, even if you have a family and you're happy, you still can't help but feel alone sometimes because no one gets you but, like, you get yourself. And that's probably why he liked his imaginary friend so much is because no one understood him better than himself. So he knew. Yeah, and she was everything he needed. Right, and he. And not many people can get that from themselves. You know what I mean? Even though it's crazy that you imagine someone, like, everyone has that voice in their head. That's kind of like the same thing. It's just to an extreme, you know? Well, on the flip side, he also had nobody else. So, like, that's all he yeah. could do. At least in the beginning, that's all he had. Yeah. And that's why, like, I guess, like, his brain or his inner self was like, okay, he's finally able to be like Normal. an adult and like go out and meet people and like do shit. He doesn't need me to be here as that crutch anymore. Yep. But yeah, it was cool. Like it was uh like a lot of different takes. Like uh it's like one of those things where communication like you you know like you you kinda of see how communication between people in real life uh is not always the best. Yeah. Uh, like, because uh, in the beginning of the story, like, his wife is pissed. Uh, well, like, in the memories, uh, like, kind of his midlife, or, like, I guess later midlife? I don't he know, like, the, he before he was, like, super dead. Yeah. And, but not, like, he's not young anymore. Like, he's not middle-aged, he's not super old, but he's like, hey, I want to get this memory thing done, because I see an advertisement on the TV. And his wife's like, fuck, why? Like, you're just going to throw away everything we have together? He's like, no. <laughs> I can't tell you that I have an imaginary friend that I want to see again. Like, uh, <laughs> it's all sound crazy. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's that whole kind of thing. And then, like, his son is, is mad or depressed because he's like, my dad's going to have a new life without me. Um, and then, like, the, the scientists are, like, under contract where they can't say anything about what they learned. But you have the option to, uh, like, expose that to the family, I guess. And I did that like at every opportunity, which I don't know was was a good or a bad thing. I never did. Like the, like so the times I did it, like Neil would be like, "Uh, yeah, it's nothing to worry about. Your dad just wasn't very happy." Oh my god! And the guy, the kids, like, uh, oh. Jesus. Yeah, I never did. I said anything. <laughs> I just made him sound like he was happy. Like I never lied. Like I lied to the family, or because he wasn't not happy. He just. He just was feel. He felt like he was missing a piece. So I never really. To me, I was like, I don't really need to tell them to ruin their life, you know. Or ruin well, yeah. Their, their idea, of their dad, like. Well, for for me, it was like one of those choices like you make in an, any other RPG where the where it's like, you talk, you're, you're like you're in a conversation with somebody, and like the options like, tell the truth, lie, or whatever. Like they're not very uh, like descriptive of the actions. Yeah. But yeah. like my brain was like okay, Neil seems like a logical person. He's going to be like, hey, this is what I found so far. This is where we're at. This is where we're going. Like, hey, we found out that uh, your dad had an imaginary friend. That's why he's not happy. Like, there's some part of himself that's maybe not fulfilled right now. We're trying to fix that. But instead, he's just like, uh, yeah, your dad's not happy. And uh, like, don't oh. worry. <laughs> he's like, don't worry. We're not, he, does, he still wants you to be part of his life, but uh, he's just not happy. And the the guy's like, oh, okay, uh, that's disappointing <laughs> to hear. I'm like, fuck, dude, what did you say that for? Like, 
Yeah, that Neil guy's not the, the best no. uh, communicator. Definitely not. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, uh, so is there anything like you really liked or disliked about the story? Um, I really like, like you're saying, it's just a different take on, like, I never thought an imaginary friend story could be that good. You know what I mean? Like, I, you kind of see it coming, and then you're like, okay, I wonder how they're going to spin this. And they actually did a good, like, that, that, whatever it was, and we're, I, I speculated that it was kind of, uh, how he replaced that bird. You know, in the bird story, where oh yeah, like substituted the, the yeah, you just morph that into the that girl. Like, if this bird was real, this is what she'd be like. You know, like that's what in my head how it happened. I mean, maybe it's not, but that's how I thought of it. And, yeah, and I thought I mean, it was like a unique thing where um, everyone thinks that having an imaginary friend is bad, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, like it. It really is just you know another like. I guess if it tells you to do crazy things, but it's, if it's an encouraging, I don't know. I never thought of it as it could be a good thing. So that that's kind of a different take I never had before. So I really, well, sure. I really liked that it was a unique perspective. And um, I mean, yeah, I didn't like it. it. Was it's slow in the beginning, but I mean, it's only it's not a long game anyway. So it's not like it was the end of the world. It just takes a little. I mean, it's all backloaded. Like you get if you if you can take the two hours to get through that first half i mean it's all downhill from there and it gets good so yeah it's it's definitely worth the time and to give this guy money i, I i'm fine giving this guy money even for a bird story part um because he has like unique ideas and i like the whole you know going in someone's memories and changing giving people what they always wanted uh if they felt if they have regrets or kind of seeing what would happen because I mean, it's it's a double-edged sword. You could you could end up getting, you know, what you always wanted. You could also they don't tell they don't tell the people though that it could go horribly wrong and you could actually fuck it up. Yeah, you could lose everything you ever had. Yeah, you'd never know. You would only know the bad. Like your life would be worse. <laughs> yeah, and then you die. So it's like, oh shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think that's interesting. So I'm I'm so I'm. Whatever the next thing this guy comes out with, I'm gonna get and play it. And I don't know, I like let he this he can express it through eight bit. Is it eight bit or sixteen bit? Sixteen? Uh, it might be thirty two. Oh, thirty. Or is it? No, it's sixteen then. Whatever it is. It's not like Nintendo. I guess it's more Super Nintendo ish. So. Uh, let's see. Uh. But uh, with what he can do with that limited graphic. You know he can express. I thought I think it's amazing. So I, you know, story for me I think it's four four point five. Like it's really good. Okay. I would take a half point off because it's slow, but I mean it's semantics really. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. I mean I'm I'm right there with you. It's something like I never like. You know nobody really ever talks about imaginary friends. They. Like this, like if you if you had one as a kid or something like that, like uh, you don't tell anybody <laughs> as an adult. Like you don't really say that to anybody. Like there's that stigma. Uh, when like I feel like in reality they're like a coping mechanism for people. Yeah. Uh, that that need that extra like social interaction that they're missing in their life. Um. So to have that like actually be 
touched upon and not in a negative way like not ridiculing like at no point in the in the story did any of the characters like this the fucking loser's got an imaginary friend <laughs> what, never, a, what a loser imaginary friend so it's, it's just like that's what it is he yeah he imagined someone he, they don't really say imaginary friend though well do they i don't know maybe they do i, I, I think at like one point they're like they say like imaginary friend, but the, but yeah, like they say stuff like she's not real, uh, she never really existed because yeah. like they like do research on her, like they find out her full name and then they have the other texts like do like yeah, look her up and like they're and they're like they're universal like, info fucking thing and they're like she uh, she doesn't exist, <laughs> so uh, yeah, because Neil like when he's fighting her, he's like I'm getting my ass kicked by an imaginary friend. What's going on? Something like that. <laughs> well, uh, I guess if. You ever had an imaginary friend as a kid? Definitely play this. You'll definitely get hit in the feels for sure. Like, because what if you could bring it, bring that person to life in a maybe not so far future? You can, you know, make your imaginary friend real in virtual reality. You know, who knows what you can do? But that's yeah. kind of like the idea that they're coming up with, which is cool. And at the end, I think he saved her. Like he downloaded her. He downloaded Faye or something, right? Neil. Yeah, there's like an ending scene where he's got, uh, he goes back to, like, the, he's back in his office and Roxy uh, Winters, whatever, and fuck, the other scientist, dude, I don't know, because the other two people are, are a team and Eva and Neil are a team. Uh, like, they know that he's fucked with the machine and they kind of come in and they say, are you going to explain to us, like, what what's going on? And he, like, blows them off and then goes back to the machine to work on it some more. Like, they're not really like descriptive of like what the hell's going on really but like they they're leading into something else is happening yeah um and so i'm right there with you like i'll give it a four and a half it was pretty wonderful just really slow burn yeah uh it's like uh it's like watching a, a long movie but like nothing happens for the first half it's like fuck yeah it's all like uh dialogue and rule it's like world building for this guy that you don't know anything about for the first half yeah you have and you know he's, you di- he's about to die yeah you have to do that part to make the other half effective i get it i, I yeah. totally understand um so it's it's probably impossible to make it in this short of a game you know to build it up like evenly i guess yeah like because you don't have the character as a character he's a like he's part of the world. Like he is like the world that you're in. So you yeah. can't have him like be a character that you get attached to while also being like the the whole thing you're exploring. It's like you can't do that. So you have to like you said, establish the like the plot and the narrative like what's happening in the first half and then you can manipulate it in the latter half to kinda of get the the vibe that you want out of it, which I think they he did very successfully. Yeah. So yeah, if you like a good story and uh, we didn't really just spoil every, I mean, we spoiled everything for you. So hopefully you're just <laughs> you're just listening to this after you played it to give you know kind of get yeah. our take on it. But um, definitely, I highly like if anyone asked me, I'd highly recommend it. And it's going to be on Switch, so it's going to be really easy to access. Uh, I think it comes out. If you're listening to this in the future, but uh, early 2021, it's supposed to be out in a few months on Switch. So yeah, 
And if you care about physical products for your games, Limited Run is actually having a pre-order right now for, I think, To The Moon for the Switch. So you can get that secured. Yeah, I got that's that something you're sure. interested in. I definitely in. like having, like... I mean, there's no other way you can play it. I don't like playing it on my computer, so I definitely... And I don't want to down... I don't know. I, the downloading on the Switch, I hate because there's no room. I don't like the way Nintendo has it set up, where it's like... You can't... I don't know. I just don't like it. Well, I haven't touched my Switch since three houses, like a fucking year and a half ago, or whatever it was. Two years ago, almost. I don't know. A year and a half, I think, when I first moved here, yeah. So it's been a while. Probably shouldn't have bought it, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, aren't you going to play Bravely Default 2? Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'll probably play it for the show or something if we decide to do that for the show. But, like, on a whim, not anytime soon, because i got a bunch of other stuff Yeah, I'd rather play instead. I definitely got other stuff I want to play too. I mean, it's it's on my radar, but not highly on my radar. But anyway, yeah, we'll, yeah, we can talk about that then. Uh, all right, so time for another musical break. Um, this will be my pick, I suppose. Um, for me, a lot of the music sounded very similar in style, so nothing really stood out to me that much. Uh, but this one's kind of different. It's called "Kind of Like an Indie French Film." Um, so uh, enjoy. So that was uh, kind of like an indie French film. Uh, the next category to talk about will be visuals. Um, I don't think there's much to say. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, like there's a lot of like uh, custom uh, like sprite work and stuff that goes into these kind of games. Uh, when you do like I, like I used to do like RPG Maker stuff, uh, like I did RPG Maker XP and RPG Maker. Uh, Fuck, the one before that, I can't remember what it's called now, but they all have these, like, uh, letter uh, things at the end of them to, I guess, denote, like, what generation they are. But uh, the community community I was involved in uh, at the time uh, had a lot of talented people in them, and I think I recognized uh, some of the usernames and the credits uh, from people way back then uh, who contributed, um, like, artwork for this game or, like, pixel, like, sprites and stuff. So that was pretty cool to see because... Uh, a lot of those people are really talented, um, but it's nothing really to write home about. It's like it's 16-bit sprite work uh, using um, the, the generic uh, look of the 
RPG Maker runtime package, so everything looks very similar uh, and standardized, which is not bad, but like it's the default like art style for the system that they're making the game off of. Uh, so for me, it's not like super impressive. Like, but it's also not super like disorienting to, to look at. Though? Like, I guess if you were to explain, it, like, how hard is it to make a person in a like the the main character like that sprite? How hard is that to make? Uh, it, well, so, uh, the runtime package comes with sprites, uh, that are, like, exist in the game already, because when you download RPG Maker, it has, um, uh, like, a, it's called, like, a standard development kit, and it's, like, 20-something characters with a bunch of monsters, and everything is already there for you to use. Yeah. But if you take the sprite sheet out, and, like, you go into paint, and you have some measure of talent, you can just re- like you can use those sprites that exist as a framework and like recolor them, uh, or put like different clothes on them. So I would say like for each sprite, it might take uh, depending on your talent level and the quality you're going for, it could take anywhere from an hour to like seven eight hours per sprite. Uh, and that's for like a, sp- a full sprite sheet because once you have like a general design that you're going for, uh, you can just kind of copy or even mirror sprites. So like if you, your character is walking left or right, you just take the left animation and you uh, flip it 180 degrees on the on its axis, uh, on a vertical axis, and you just paste it on the, the other spot, and it's the same. Like, it's the same. That's why a lot of old games, when you look at them, like, your, your character has, like, a sword, like, they have a sword in their left hand, and you're walking left, it looks like the sword's in the left hand. But then you walk to the right, it looks like you, the sword's in the right hand. And it's because they just mirrored the sprite. Oh, okay. Or rotated on the axis or whatever. Uh, so, like, it's not difficult, I don't think, but, uh, like, it, like I said, it just depends on your talent level. Uh, but there was a lot of, like, really customized stuff in here, like, uh, like, getting out of the car was a lot of different animations that they had to do, uh, like, throwing, like, the paper airplanes and shit. So a lot of it was impressive, especially if he's just doing this shit by himself. Uh, but I would say, like, visually, like, I was, I thought it was good. It wasn't like fantastic or anything, so I'll give it a three. Um, having you explain all that makes me appreciate it more. Like, I, I guess I don't know what he did uniquely and then what was already kind of there. So, I'll take. Well, let's say, uh, like the characters sprites themselves, uh, look very much, uh, in like so. What I mean by style is like it has the same like uh length of pixel uh so like the character model itself is like i don't know let's say like 60 pixels tall and like 20 pixels wide and that's the standard like for the the actual program so uh by that correlation like all of the structures are the same size like all of the everything's the same size like he didn't didn't go out of his way to make something like completely unique because that would take him way too much time but like all the buildings uh were custom uh like all the sprites themselves were custom um, like uh, the characters, like everything in the game was custom. Like maybe some of the tile sets might have been default, uh, but everything in the game, and it generally looked like it was uh, made by somebody else and then lo- like imported in- into the game because oh. there's like nothing generic. Well, no, the there was some stuff. Well, the battle stuff. Uh, like the UI in the battle thing. Like when you're probably the RPG, the RPG part of it is that like kind of that comes with RPG Maker too. 
the so the the in RPG Maker the uh, have you ever played like Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior? Yeah. Uh, so you know how like the character the monsters like just appear on the screen and like you have the UI on the bottom you don't see any character models. Yeah. Uh, that's how the default RPG Maker uh, system works. So you have to import custom code to actually put the character model on the screen. Mm. Um. And then, like, you can change the UI and stuff like that. So that does take work. But if somebody's already done the hard part of the coding, like, you just import that into your game. And then you just choose where you want the mod- uh, the sprites to be. So uh, it, unless he did the coding himself, like, somebody else probably did that. But, like, that's not to, like, take away from it. That means, like, somebody still actually had to work on that. Yeah. And that's hard. <laughs> so... Uh, like the, the the so the 2D fighting thing was very custom. Like that's not in like an RPG Maker game. The shoot 'em up section is custom. That's not in an RPG Maker game. Like the only thing I noticed that I that was default like base RPG Maker was some of the effects that happened um, were just like recolors of existing effects that exist in the in the in this development kit for the game. Uh, but if you unless you've played like played around with the system, you would not be able to spot that. So. Um, I will give it a three as well. Like I think it's not like visually stunning, but like for someone to do this by themselves and then make something that's you know enjoyable, I'm gonna give it to them. So okay, I mean re- realistically, it's more of a two for me, but I don't know, maybe two and a half. At, at, but I'll give it an extra half point just because I mean it's impressive to do. And have like you know be successful at it like he is. I mean, how many people do you think failed at doing something just like this? So. Sorry, like I didn't hear the last like five seconds of what you were saying because my headset died. Oh, I was saying uh, I'm gonna give it a three as well, just because. Um, of all, like, there's a lot of people that probably have tried to do something like this and just fail. So this is like one of the most successful stories of of this, right? That you can think of. Oh yeah. Definitely. There's this, they, uh, the the whole like his whole to the moon series or whatever this is called. Uh, it's probably the most successful RPG Maker game I've seen, unless you count all the Chemco crap. No, like it's pumped out. <laughs> no Chemco. Uh, because that's all. So all the Chemco published stuff is just RPG Maker games people have made, and they're like, yeah, we'll publish this for you. Oh. And so they do it. That's what that is. Okay. Yeah. They're all different types of RPG Maker stuff. Uh, and like some are more involved than other ones, but they're all just generally they because they if you've messed around with one RPG Maker program, like anytime you see a game, you can look at it and be like, "That was made in RPG Maker." Mm. So this is probably the they most all... successful. Like he did it himself. He got it. He got a unique perspective, and he made it work for what? Oh yeah, like this isn't like this is an RPG Maker game but it's not an rpg which is very difficult to do because the whole system is built to be an rpg game that you're making gotcha but so did a really good job cool okay uh so we're done with visuals and we'll move on to music now uh the composer is to the surprise of nobody ken gao because <laughs> <laughs> the whole game's ken gao what was that con gao Sorry, I think it's Khan. They put Ken. C K A N. It's all good. I'm sure he gets ke- called called Ken a lot. Uh, sorry, he's probably used sorry, to it. Can. <laughs> Can. 
Khan? Khan? I mean, there's no H, so I guess it's not Khan. I don't know. Like, we'd have to ask him. Maybe see an interview where he says his name. Now we see if he was um, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can do an interview the next game he releases, maybe. He's, too, he's big time now. He's on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. He's really uh, he's going places. Um. Uh, so music. Uh, a lot of the stuff was like very <laughs> slow. Like a lot of piano. Uh, some strings uh, every now and then it, it has like a like a soothing like a, a emotional bent to it I would say a lot of the music um, but it's all too bit slow tempoed for my taste and for me while I was playing the game a lot of times it felt like uh, a lot of it blended together uh, that might have been because a mix of me like just trying to get through it and get to like the meat of the game um, I think a lot of it but, though is like you hear a lot of the like uh, detective theme, whatever it is, where it's like the two scientists walking around. Like it's not, yeah, it's a lot of that, and not a lot of the other stuff that he made. That's kind of it's, there's some good stuff. I thought I don't know. I like this kind of stuff. I mean, like it's good music, but it's just not my taste, really. Like, like I said, it's just too slow for me. But I've been raised up on like 200 beat per minute bullshit my whole life so uh, most like, things are too slow for me anyway yeah you like to dance um with glow sticks. what's that so you like to dance some glow sticks i get it pretty much take some fucking ecstasy and shit have a good time <laughs> except i've never done that before so hopefully uh, hopefully i never will i don't really like doing drugs dance of glow sticks or, or take drugs uh either i thought you danced with glow sticks in a youtube video no, I don't have any glow sticks. I just danced. Oh. <laughs> I have a limit somewhere. I picture glow sticks when I think of it, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure now that you're saying this, and if Blaine listens to this fucking episode, he's going to find the, the gift that Brent made, and he's going to fucking Photoshop glow st- sticks in there, and that'll be the new thing for a while. <laughs> That's He's got to listen to it first, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if he does. I don't listen to his show. I mean, I don't listen to any podcast anymore, so... I just uh, listen to his show. I, I have a, like a twenty minute drive to work, so I gotta fill the time. Oh yeah. So, that's when I get all my podcasting in. He just released. That's a, a good way to. So it's not bad. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll get back into that. I usually just put on like a uh, Spotify or whatever and listen to music. But maybe I'll get back into podcast shit. I guess it was just. I felt like it was a lot to manage, like managing all the different podcasts and. Like yeah. deleting them and re-downloading them and shit. I'm like, fuck it. I got down to like just a couple I listen to. I don't. I, I don't listen to this again after I like after we record it now. So that's one less I have to listen to. <laughs> Since yeah. <laughs> so it's like I have you're to, involved in. It. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll listen to part of it just to make sure it sounds okay. But then I'm not gonna listen to the whole thing. I'm like I lived it, so I'm good. Yeah, fair enough. That's. I mean, that's the same reason I don't listen to it. Uh. I guess, uh, music. I mean, I'll give the music a, a four. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. The music, uh, it has... How do you feel about it? I mean, there's that part where... What's it called? What's, what's the guy play? The chords or something? Uh, so, I, like, you were quiet for, like, the last ten seconds on my end. 
Uh, I just heard you say that about Korg. He plays the scales. Yeah. With his wife, I thought that was really cool. Um, good part, a good part of the the game, um, where she's like a established like orchestral uh, piano player, and he all he can do is pl- play the scales. But she comes yeah. with like some song where they can play together. So. Well, they, they actually comment about that in the, the, the story. So, like, you first see the memory of them doing the scales uh, and the accompaniment, like, in their bedroom. And then they go back, and he's uh, playing the cello on the mountain with Faye. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't learn this. And she's like, just practice your scales, and I'll play, I'll play something along to go with you. And it's the same accompaniment that his wife plays. And so Neil's like, oh drama and shit like that like this is the problem yeah <clears throat> but yeah it's, it's a good song yeah i liked it so i'm gonna give music a four and a half okay he, he made it all himself which is really like he can do games and music so i mean this guy he's got some yeah, he's talent. a virtuoso yeah he's got some talent makes us look bad <laughs> yeah all we can do is play the game and comment on it so yeah uh, oh well, there's there's room for everybody in this world. Yeah. Um. All right, so I guess uh, we'll move on to the third musical break. Uh, Kevin, what are you picking? Uh, like I had just mentioned, the the, the song is called Scale Theme, uh, and there's there's like a there's a couple versions. So the version I'm picking is the piano cello version, which is uh, the one of him and his wife that they play together. Um, I think they played a couple times in the game, but I, to me, it's like music plus the emotional part of it, I thought combined pretty good. So it left a, you know, I remember it. So here is the uh, Music Break 3 scale theme piano cello version.
All right, that was a pretty good song. Um, we're almost done, and we're at the overall experience section now. As Brett would say, it's expectations versus reality. Uh, at least for him, it was. Uh, for me, I'd say it's how I felt walking away from it. Uh, how would you describe your overall experience? Um, overall, it was really good. I liked it. I like I said earlier that I I'm buying whatever this guy's selling. So the next until he gives me a stinker, I mean this game is not as good as To the Moon because you know the To the Moon's the original. You know it's like the new concept. Um, so hopefully he can keep up in you know the law of diminishing returns. You know everything gets worse as you do it, but or it gets boring. You know not as good as the first time. But uh, for the second game, well the second real game. I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm all in on this guy for now. So I'm gonna give it a four and a half. Okay, all right, I get behind that. Uh, so for me, I definitely walked away feeling uh, some kind of emotions. I don't even know how to describe it, but I feel like uh, if you if you leave me crying at the end of the experience, <laughs> then something special happened there. Uh, you felt feelings. I felt feelings for the first time in months. <laughs> it was gross. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a bit... It took a long time to get into. Like, I had to take breaks every once in a while. Like, I know it's a four-hour game, but, like, I'd play for, like, an hour, and it'd be like, God damn, this shit's really dragging. I'm going to go I'm gonna go play something else. Well, I think what hurts that, it is Bird Story. Don't play Bird Story before you play this. I, it's not worth it. It makes it seem like the game is a lot longer than it really is. Oh, for sure, and it's like they add another, it adds like another hour of just trash. Yeah, like it's like you gotta take a shit, but then like you you go to the bathroom and like your toilet's flooded. And you're like fuck, like what the fuck happened? <laughs> like now I gotta now I gotta clean up the toilet before I can take a shit, and so it's like another like another inconvenience in the way of you just trying to get the thing done. And I'm not like I'm not trying to say like finding paradise is akin to like taking a shit but that's just where my analogy went so i'm not good at analogies feeling, uh, maybe i should the, stop the feeling relief <laughs> to take a shit that's what you're going for there we go exactly i'm glad it translated somehow <laughs> there you go. uh shit uh yeah so uh, i'll give it a four and a half as well because like i definitely left on a high note but it's you got to barrel through to get there yeah and like i said i didn't um, think i didn't expect Going back to expectations, I didn't expect it to be as good as To the Moon. Like, but you know, he pulled it off. Where I mean, it's just almost as good to me. It's really, really, really close. So, I think in the I mean, I, of To the Moon, though, you're learning about the world, so that it's all new. So it's not like you're there's not like a kind of okay, here we go through the motions part, like in the beginning. Yeah. It's uh, it definitely does grab your attention more because there is that new world building and all that lore coming in, and this one's just kind of like, like you said, eh, some dudes dying. Here we go again. Yeah, like where's what's the what's the unique thing about this one? So, well, they do kind of he does try to like spark that by the whole like going back and forth between old and young, uh, like right at the beginning, and they're like, ooh, here's a mystery. Why is this happening? What's what's this anomaly? But it wasn't enough of a hook because it's still just like. Oh, it's this dude's memories. Yeah. I'm like, where's the just... bird? Why did I play Bird Story? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, 
Wait, uh, why did I do that? Exactly. That's why I lost the half a point. No fucking bird. What? What the hell's going on? Yeah. Ah oh, shit. All right. Uh, so replay for Can. Be like Can. Where? What happened to the bird and bird story? Like what? He's like, well, it's a metaphor for whatever Faye is. Blah blah blah. I, I mean, the- maybe because like when Faye was leaving, she like sprouted bird wings. So it's like that's like the only thing you get. That's the only tidbit you get. Well, Faye is four letters. Bird's four letters, right? I mean, ah, <laughs> the plot thickens. I'm grasping at straws, obviously. I mean, all I give you is straws. You got to grasp. Yeah. Um, so that's, I'm sure there's someone that like really broke this down and knows all the answers, but I just, I didn't take the time to do that. No, hell no. Like I, we barely take the time to do research on the games to play anyway. This this would be way too much work to actually like do a deep dive on a four hour game. Like I'm sure it's possible. It probably wouldn't take as much time as I think, but, uh, there are many more games to be played. Well, a diminishing returns. That's what it is. It, we're exactly. Giving, it give you the best of the best, basically. Because <laughs> anything else is just no one really cares that much. We don't care that no. much. You don't care that much. There might be one guy that's like, I care, but you're it. So. Well, it's like uh, like YouTube videos. Like the videos that are like 10, 20 minutes get more hits. The videos that are like six hours, nobody watches. So. Yeah. Like you can only do so much with things, and you gotta keep it uh like lean but also like dense at the same time it's a fine balance yep i don't think we do it yet but we're working on it <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if we're working uh, on it just it is what it is uh like i was trying to be positive <laughs> I was being we're definitely not working on it <laughs> if you're on what was this episode like 114 or whatever if you made it this far you know what you're getting you know at this point yeah that's true Unless you specifically search for that game that happens to be on that episode. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what the hell is this trash? (laughs) So, hey, there's a small group of people that like it, so that's all that matters. Like, we're not doing it for everyone, we're doing it for us, so. Yeah. It's a way to to keep the community together a little bit. Yeah. Um, All right, so, I mean, we might as well skip replayability extra content, because, like, there's nothing there. Oh, you know what I was about to mention? Like, I want to change. I've been doing it anyways, but for music, uh, if there's voice acting, I want to add that as like a. Because that's what we did for uh, Cyberpunk. We did like music slash voice acting because the voice acting is really good. I think. Okay. I think that kind of. Um, gives a little bit more depth to that category. Uh yeah, it's something that. It's definitely way easier to analyze than music, especially since we're not like trained in music theory or nothing. So. All right, that's cool. Like, yeah, we can start doing that. If I mean, this game has no voice acting, so <laughs> I know there's no voice acting. <laughs> when we do get to, like when we get to exist archive, like the voice acting is actually really good, so that kind of helps it up like a half point or whatever, you know? Like yeah, that's the one good thing about the game. <laughs> yeah, the ha- I looked it up, and it's like a lot of people I recognize that do voice work in that game and i was surprised um but well that's that's for the next show we'll talk about that later yep uh yep replayability extra content like there is no there is none no reason to play this over again unless you really like the story but then you kind of already know the story so i guess it's like watching a movie like i guess like that's titanic or some shit really fucking long 
like I might like the only like the only way I'll replay this is like when I get it for Switch, I'll have it and the power's out for a week. All I got is batteries, so I need to do something. Hey, I got to the moon and finding paradise. I'm gonna just throw that in and mess with it for a little bit. Okay. Or I'm going to go on a road trip or a plane trip or something where... No, because then I'll have another game with it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's always another I mean, game. I, you know, I got piles of games I got to play, so... Yeah. I mean, you might come back to it one day. You might not. But either way, we, we've we done it. We experienced it. And it was, uh, I'd say it was a pretty good experience overall. If I'm going to play it again, I'll just go YouTube and watch you know someone cry over it just to get their reaction. <laughs> yeah, that works. Because I, I was looking yeah. up, like trying to look up the dog battle, because I was trying to remember it, and I'm and I got to one of these YouTubers, and they were just bawling, like at the end of the, at the end of the. the so I kind of want to go through and see like people's reactions to this game, because I I mean that's like real. Yeah. So. I mean that's definitely something worth doing, just to see. Like, I guess uh, I guess it depends if they like t like explain why they are upset, or I guess not upset, but. Uh, like emotional, or if they just like start bawling, or they're like, they don't say just like, I don't know that I felt feelings, it happened. <laughs> yeah, oh shit. All right, uh, well, I guess it's time for our last musical break. Um, normally this would be Travis's slot, but I think we're just gonna do uh, phase theme. Is that what we decided on? Yeah, Mr. Dart. All right, well, here's phase theme.
right. Uh, so that's the show. Thank you all for listening. If you made it this far, um, I think we discussed earlier, the next game we're going to try to do a review for is exist archive. Uh, uh, ideally maybe like in a month from now or less, uh, but depending on what's going on, we might have another short game in the middle. If we find something that we would rather talk about instead. I mean, I'm done with it. So if you, we don't have to wait until mm. we platinum it. You know what I mean? We can talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, you... well, I'm, I'm like 30 hours in, and I haven't really touched it because I've been playing Dragon Quest Heroes too. but I'll get back on that. And uh, I should probably be done in like two weeks then. Maybe we can try to figure something out. Yeah, so that, I mean, it'd be a month. It could be a, two weeks. It could be a month before we get that out. And then after that, we're going to, I want to play, um, uh, what's it called? Lost. Lost Odyssey? Lost Odyssey. I bought an Xbox just because I wanted to play the backlog of RPGs I haven't played since, what, 360 was out? Yeah. Um, and there's really only a couple anyways. But but also, Xbox is starting... They're going to have like their own unique RPGs anyways. So it kinda, it's kind of like twofold. So... But I always want... like I always hear good things about this game. You said you've played it, right? Um, I played like the first disc. And then something happened... Uh, like as tends to happen, I think another game came out that I wanted to play too, so I started playing that other one and just never came back to Lost Odyssey. But um, like one thing that really stood out to me, I think I remember, is there's uh, like the actual game, like there's an actual plot, and then you have these like side story things that read uh, like uh, like you do the side story requirement, or whatever it is, and then, like it pops up like a little vignette on the screen and kind of posts text up. Uh, and tells you like the story about somebody and like they're like a brief glimpse of their life, and a lot of them are pretty fucked up, and they'll they'll get you worked up if you're if you have any capacity for emotion or empathy. So uh, just be be prepared for that. And then the characters are like immortals, so they have long lives and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, there's, there's some immortals, and you get some humans. Okay. Um, like the immortals are super strong, and the humans are weak. So it's almost like, why would you ever use humans? But they have special, like, unique abilities and stuff that the immortals don't have. So they they offer stuff in combat that you can't get anywhere else. So you have to kind of balance that and you balance your teams around that. Oh, and also, uh, have you played Shadow Hearts? Yeah, I played, like, one of them. Okay. Uh, this has a very similar combat system as, like, so when you make an attack, you have, a like, a ring that pops up, and you have to do the timing on a certain part of the ring to actually land the hit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So that might might be take take some time to get used to. Gotcha. Yeah, that that's not, doesn't bother me. So that's kind of All what right. we got planned, and then maybe we'll find a, another short game. I'm sure there's something out there. If anybody knows anything you want to shoot us, short game wise, go ahead and shoot us on Discord. Yeah, come join us. We haven't had a new person in years. We well, we've had like some people, but I try to uh, pretend they don't exist. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I talk, I talk shit to uh, Verse Nick a couple times a week. Yeah, it's all. Uh, it's all good. We're all friends mostly, except the people that hate Travis. There's people that hate Travis. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, there's some people that uh. Like so, like I think when Travis was first in the Discord, he was like a bit of a shithead. Oh, he was a bit of so troll. some I people he was a troll at first. Yeah, uh, and Brent wanted to ban him like early on, but I told him not to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and uh so he's he's kind of like calmed down so he's fine now but there uh like there was a time where some people are like is this guy for real like can you get rid of him and stuff like that but uh i haven't heard any of that stuff in a long time so i think everybody's cool now yeah okay but regardless you could be one of those people that get hated on too if you join the discord (laughs) so come on in We're generally, uh, it's it's been pretty slow. I guess nobody's really got anything to talk about. But I mean, hey, maybe with this two episodes, we'll talk about some. Yeah, I mean, there's really, there really hasn't been like a good game. Like, I don't know. It just feels like there hasn't been with the after like the whole pandemic. Everyone's kind of like their own little world. Everyone's oh yeah, like working a lot. Like I'm working a lot. Blaine's working a lot. I don't know if you are or not, but. I mean, I'm working my regular hours, but uh, I mean, at this point, it's like, it's 48 hours a week, and that's more than half of the people in America who are still on, on unemployment and shit, so. Yeah. And also, you know, we're all getting older, we're all have lives and stuff, so. Yeah. It's just harder and harder to keep up, I mean, I, I mean, we still talk to each other all the time, but it's not like when we yeah. started. It just, it just cycle of life. I'm sure there'll be a point where we all kind of like get back into it again for a while. And, and oh yeah, cycle I mean cycle. everything has uh, ups and downs. Yeah, but we're, um, I mean, as long as I'm playing video games, I'm good to talk about it. So I don't think this. I don't oh yeah, doing this. I mean, this is easy. So. Definitely, and it's pretty fun too. So and one day I might want to be like, I don't remember how I felt about that game. I can like just listen to myself talk about it. Like oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like oh yeah, that's right. Now I remember. Yeah, it was, it was garbage. I can't believe Nick made me play that shit. <laughs> like every game you ever pick. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess there's some, like, like I have a, a, a masochistic part of me that's like, man, let's play this trash, see how it goes. Like, no, but for real, like, I thought uh, I'd enjoy, uh, at least I think I'll enjoy most of the games I'd pick. So, uh, just unfortunate circumstances that they're not usually the best. Yeah, I I'll be honest. Like, I thought Dragon Quarters is better than Exist Archive. It's just well, we can we can save that for the Exist Archive episode, I guess. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll look forward to that one. <laughs> I can't wait to hear. It sounds like Travis it's four hours. I think he played for like four hours. His opinion is gonna be like it sucked. Uh, I got nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, like he 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 barely played it, and he's like, "Can we stop playing this already?" Like, okay, shit. Go ahead, you can. I, I can't stop. I gotta finish it. Yeah, I got trophies. Gotta finish it up. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I beat it like two days ago, and like, and then I had to get the other endings. Yeah. Anyways, we're, I'm rattling off. That's all. Yeah. This, yeah. This yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, you can email us at rpgshow.podcast at gmail dot com, um, or you can check us out on Facebook. I believe our RPG Show podcast, or just RPG Show. Uh, we have an Amazon affiliate link, so if you feel like buying some shit on Amazon, you could uh, help us take a little bit of money out of uh, Jeff Bezos's pocket uh, yeah, it's by using the affiliate link. It's pinned on the uh, Discord if you want to click on that. Um, you could also check our friends out, Blaine and James, on the Is It Worth It podcast. Um, and whenever a new episode comes out of the RPG Roundtable, you can listen to that too. Uh, that's generally more of a a discussion format about a t- particular topic and uh, just get everybody's opinion about it um you got anything else to add um yeah we should be on basically all podcast 
like apps at this point. So, uh, yeah, you did the Spotify thing a while back. Yep. But I figured yep, out. So we're... Figured, yeah, I figured out how to get the uh, source code and all that stuff like directed to my email and all that stuff now. So we, well, we have total control of the website at this point. I think. Besides, like it's in Brent's name still because it's his home email, right? Yeah, there's some weird shit going on with that, but I mean, it's well, well, if it if it if we need to address it in the future, I'm sure we can. But besides, so far it hasn't caused any problems. Yeah, there's nothing like everything else we got control over, so we can make new content or keep adding like whatever. I think you get max out like 200 episodes on per like page, so we can just we'll just make a new page whenever um, we run out. All right. It's on that the Apple iStore thing? No, or that in general? on the Squarespace. Oh, okay, okay. Like that source code, I can only, I think you only put 200 per... Uh, 200 entries into the blog or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, okay, I got you. All right. Um, well, I guess that's uh, it, it for everything. So, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.